0: Eight. Any last words? Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Welcome everybody to Chuck and Lou, coming to you on a Sunday evening tonight. Lou, we got guests tonight. Yeah, plural. Two guests tonight. Um, We'll let you know who they are in just one second. So. Week two of basketball starts tomorrow. Uh, we'll continue to practice without soccer and football, guys, which we talked last week is, is just actually, in my mind, great. Um, when you're talking about the memories those kids are making, but at the same time, it, it does make it a tad difficult for us to kind of get rolling. But at the same time, we'll continue another week with the squad that we have and continue to get better as a whole. Um, and like I said... Um, you know we're gonna remind you that just like I was there last night, Tubby's and Plaza Lanes for the uh, we want to make sure we go there for the home of the the best steaks in town and cheap bowling and Tubby and Plaza Lanes will be our West Side Talk sponsor tonight. And move before we get started, what'd you do this weekend? Slept. You slept. I heard that you slept and you did not even go to the football game on Friday. Correct. Yeah, I was passed out. You're passed out? POD passed out. POD passed out. So I ended up going to the football game and um, had a great time, enjoyed it over there. And, you know, Lou, um, this weekend I was able to, like I said, go to the football game. I had all intentions of going to the soccer game yesterday. I actually drove out there with the wife. Uh, I took the kids to my mom's house and we went to J.J. Twigs, which was across the street from uh, Christian Stadium there where the game was played. And we were sitting Golden, there having Glen,
1: Golden Oval Glending Field.
0: That's right, and we were we were sitting there and you know having a few cocktails, and the next thing you know, we looked at the at, the, at our watch and it was about ten after four, and we looked on Twitter and the Warriors were already up to nothing. So we decided <laughs> to uh, to go ahead and, and stay at Twigs, and then um, we ended up making our way back to Tubby's last night, and then today we just kind of laid around with the kids, had a had a pretty chill day. So we're gonna go ahead and get started with our episode tonight. We have um, for West Side Talk. Eleven. You didn't get up to... so you just you literally slept the entire weekend.
1: Yeah, well, I had to go to church, so oh, had I had to yeah, get ready right. about 10 minutes and you, walk. You better. Course.
0: You better. Um, we're actually going to start our West Side Talk off tonight. We have a guest. We have Mr. Justin Clark here. Justin, tell everybody hello. Hello. And he is in the, uh I like to call it the Steinhoff, Lou and Jack set down here in the basement. And he we're gonna, has been requested by popular demand. That's what I heard. Is he must be a pretty popular guy around yes. school. Everybody wanting, the, wanting some of Justin here, so we're we're excited to have him. And then later on this evening, um, for the rest of our show, after uh, we're done talking with Justin, we're going to have um, Drew Ebert from St. Charles High School is going to kind of sit in with us and, and go over our, our show with us and kind of chime in. And Drew's a good friend of mine, and, and we're happy to have him over here to get some take on the uh, St. Charles High side of things and just things in general. Um, he's awesome to have around, so he's he's going to be in with us here in a little bit. So we have two great guests tonight. I'm going to go ahead and let Lou kind of talk with Justin, and I'll try to kind of chime in here, and uh, let's get this going with our first guest. All right, Justin, so... I know you. You came to the West
1: program your junior year. You had transferred from Chaminade, and you were not able to play due per Mitchell rule. And then you were. We were it was only going to be, I think, three games. You were originally going to sit out, and then you yeah. join the team, and you broke your foot. Yeah. So how did it feel waiting all that time to get back out on the pitch?
2: Uh. Especially this year because I was really hoping to, you know, just miss those three games and then get into high school soccer again. Uh it was a long uh few months with a broken foot, going to practice every day and watching them play and uh but I think uh it was uh it was good to come back and in, in the like right before districts, a few games before districts to mm-hmm uh get a get my fitness back and get my touch back and everything you mean it was nice to just come back and not play the first you know 15 games hey heck with that boys and just come back (laughs) in when
0: the things get going good
2: I mean I guess so (laughs) (laughs) but it was uh it was uh nice knowing that like I didn't have any like pressure on me too because the the team was doing well already and well I think that that had to be a huge thing for you too is realizing that you know this team full of seniors that when you came
0: back it was almost like Hey, we have another guy on on our agenda. It's not like you had to come in and save the world. Yeah, Um, you just kind of came in and and just kind of filtered yourself in. It's not like they said, okay, well, we're you know we got a really a a good shot now because Justin's back because you know shoot at the time they only lost one game, so that had to feel probably comfortable comfortable not only for you but for them exactly. So I think it was it was probably good for you just to kind of hop back in there um, and and the boys just kind of took your took your lead, but at the same time, like you said, it was probably good you didn't have to do too much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Next question. how is this team different from other high school teams
2: um i think uh our team is a lot more relaxed not it's not not in a bad way mm-hmm. i think when when it comes to games and practice we we work hard but we're a lot more relaxed and we uh like we don't think about the game the upcoming game too much mm-hmm. we we know that as long as we go out and play how we can play, then we have a good chance of winning every game we wanna play.
1: Yeah, you guys it does seem it, it is kind of a relaxed environment at some yeah. games where you guys it's not you're not all so uptight. You you know you're playing for your school and for each other, you're playing it's it's more chill. Yeah. You guys aren't taking it not. You're not taking it as serious as other teams are, but in a good way.
0: And I think the experience, too, with how many seniors you guys have helps. And then the younger players that you, you do have, like Adarius, I mean, he's been there before. He's, yeah. he's also seen St. Charles West success in other sports mm-hmm. with his brother. And I just think it's kind of one of those teams where you have key pieces. You have some extremely good soccer players where soccer is their only thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have some extremely key pieces where kids that play other sports, but. If you if it weren't for them, you guys wouldn't be where you're at. And the younger kids have got the experience, so I think chill and relax is usually the way that that teams go this this far. Is yeah. there's, there's not a lot of pressure, so that's a yeah. that's an awesome thing. Yeah. Um,
1: second game of the year, you you know you weren't playing yet. Um, playing Trinity mm-hmm. at their place. I heard the grass was cut a foot high. Yeah. And give a goal two minutes in, lost. How do you, uh, I know you were on the team at that time? How do you think they responded to that?
2: Um. You know, we just didn't let the the game uh, get to our heads, and we just went to practice. We had practice the next day, and we just practiced and said, "You know, like we we still have the whole season ahead of us. We can't let one game ruin our whole season." And so we just continued to do our thing, and that was the only game we've lost so far.
1: That's awesome. And um, yeah, just twenty four and one. I think is what it is. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you get a revenge game with Trinity this time on our yep. own field. What was the thrill of that game like?
2: Oh, it was, that was a good game because, uh, just going in, I don't know, it was like five you know, minutes you know in. You are better than them. Yeah, yeah, we know going through the, going through the season, seeing their results, and we know, like, we've gotten a lot better throughout the season, um, we... We didn't come in thinking that oh we're gonna win, but we just we weren't worried about the game as much as other teams would be. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and we just came in and played our game. And five minutes in, it we we scored, and we were just like, okay, Less we can that. we can do that. We can do we can win districts. Yeah. So it was a good game. Yes,
1: it was. Um, same question for the sectional game against Whitfield. What was that like for you guys? That was an emotional game.
2: Yeah, that was a. That was a lot tougher game, I think. It was uh, we had to do a lot more grinding in that game. Uh, we best player
1: or best score was not feeling his best, and you could yeah, just Yeah, yeah. Nick Nick
2: was not uh, didn't have any energy in him, and he told me he was just like. We started playing, and I just like have no energy, and yeah. I don't know what's going on with me. But he's so he's so played as hard as he could even with that and um he still helped us out. He was the one that drew the corner for us mm-hmm. to for the Evans' game-winning. game-winning goal. Yeah. What do you think so. about Evans' dances after he scores? <laughs> I think they're funny. I think uh, I don't know. He I think he thinks about what if, a dance he's going to do before every game. I think I think he's I think he's got to. He, he is, he's one of those guys that I i can't wait to
0: see him when he's like 30 or 40 years old because i don't think he's ever gonna really change yeah oh no you know and i think it's it's kind of nice to have a character like that and a a guy that's you know very intelligent when it comes to the game but at the same time you know you're watching the game and you see all these usually you know five seven little fast you know little runts running around out there and then you see big evan out in the middle and he's he's pretty skilled and what a what a cool deal for him to have all
2: three goals in that game yeah Yeah.
1: and truck a couple kids too
2: yeah i Uh, felt i felt it coming for him to score the game winner. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. Just, well, he already had two I just goals. thought so I was it was coming to hattie. him. Yeah. Um. Next question. What is it like being around the guys? I think it's fun. You know, we we always do uh, stuff as a team. Mm-hmm. Like once a week, we'll have a team dinner, or we'll get we'll all get together and uh, play Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> play FIFA, right? Yeah.
2: We always play FIFA.
1: Yeah. Can't play um, Madden if
2: you're a soccer team. And it's good because we're all we're all good friends. So is that just kind of coming back from this whole, the
0: transfer back to, to the St. Charles school district from Chaminade, did that have a lot to do with it? Oh yeah, definitely. And I I think that's, you know, one thing when you hear these kids, you know, every once in a while you'll hear a kid that, that, you know, leaves your district to go to play at a Chaminade or a CBC and whether it's basketball or baseball or soccer, you know, I always wonder how that, that affects the friendships with the kids they've grown up with their whole life. Plus, Just the transportation part, you know, trying to get, you know, from your house that you live right by St. Charles West. And then all of a sudden you're having to drive to a Chaminade or a CBC. And I know that's kind of got to wear on you a little bit, but are you happy that you made the decision to come back?
2: Yeah, I'm happy because, um... Well, you're in the the final four. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, it was, um, making the decision was hard at first. I was... Literally, literally I was sick at home one day and my mom called me while I was at home and told me, or brought up the idea of me like transferring. And I just said, let me think about it. And Mm -hmm. I called Nick to talk to him about uh, how West Soccer was doing. Uh And um, he said that they had a a good chance of winning districts last year. Uh And uh, that... If I came back, we would have a better chance. And we, him and I weren't even thinking about the whole Misha rule right. rule thing at the time. You're a kid. You shouldn't yeah. be thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, later on that day, I just called my mom and I was just like, I think, I think I want to transfer. And the fact that the summer, because I moved about like two weeks into my school year, uh-huh. the summer before that school year. I was hanging out with the friends I had grown up with every single day because they live right next to me. So I know that's probably you know has a lot more to do with it. It's just those friends that you'll have forever, and I I would
0: assume too for you to actually you know leave your friends to go to Chaminade, which let's face it, they're they're going to be a better soccer program than St. Charles West in the long run. And it's Chaminade. I'm assuming it probably took some guts though for you to to look at your friends and say you know I did I did kind of leave you here and now I'm coming back because a lot of kids they do this but they yeah. don't come back they just end up not playing the sport and staying at school because they they're kind of selfish and they yeah. they feel like well if i do come back to the the school that i that i probably would normally go to you know is are my friends gonna look at me differently? Are people mm-hmm. gonna say that I that I'm not as good as I probably should be? And that, yeah. that probably had to yeah. be hard. Yeah. Um but it sounds like obviously, you know, you did your research and you talked, and here we are, you know, sitting here. Yeah. Not only are you in the final four, which shamanade won't be, um <laughs> you are, and you're doing it with your friends. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that's gotta be a, a fantastic feeling.
1: Uh, last question for you, Justin. Any favorite game or memory from this year so far? There's been quite a few notable games.
2: I think my Favorite game, my favorite game was playing against Westminster, I think.
1: And why was
2: that? I think uh, just because, you know, we, we were sitting at the number one spot in the St. Louis area for a couple weeks. And there's like other kids around that didn't think that we should have that number one spot. And I think beating a team like Westminster just showed everybody that. And we deserve we, that spot and i think we talked about that on the program a couple weeks ago it's like when, when a team like west beats
0: westminster in anything yeah you know that kind of can gets you to the point where you know we we, we are, we're here and we're here for a reason mm-hmm. you know is that i think that was a was a very good win. So um, as we move on with Westside Talk, I, I would like to, to thank Justin for, for stopping by here tonight. I know for some kids, you know, just like when Nick stopped by a couple weeks ago, it's a little overwhelming because here yeah. you are, you're like, oh my God, like, <laughs> you come downstairs and you see these microphones and, you know, you, you see Iggy back there doing his thing, getting ready, and it, it can be a little overwhelming. So um, before we, uh, we let Justin go, thank you very much yeah, for, you. for coming on. And we're going to go ahead now and we're going to have um, Drew Eber come over and join us here. Um, and Justin, good luck. Thank we'll you. see ya. Good Thank you. Good luck at this. Final four time. So now we're going to have Drew Ebert come in here and uh, how's it going, buddy.
3: Good. How are you guys doing? And we're doing
0: fantastic. Thanks for joining. I, I talked to Drew a couple, two or three weeks ago and we just kind of talked about this and it, it's kind of nice on sometimes just to, to get another person in St. Charles who who has an outlook on St. Charles sports. And I know um, Drew, give us a little bit of background of, you know, um, just your, your livelihood and, and have you grown up in St. Charles your whole life and where'd you go to high school and, and what, what kind of got you to where you
3: are today? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, grew up St. Charles, uh, lifelong St. and graduated from St. Charles High in 2003. Uh, At that time, I was uh, playing baseball, basketball, Started coaching at St. Charles High a couple years after I graduated and uh, been there ever since.
0: And now um, Drew is the assistant girls basketball coach at St. Charles High. And um, obviously when you're you're me being a basketball coach at West and, and him being the basketball coach at, at High, we run into each other a lot this time of year. But uh, before we get started, could you tell us just a little bit maybe about your squad this year, the girls team at St. Charles High?
3: Uh, the Scott, uh, squad we have coming back is uh, very senior-oriented. Yeah. Um, we have five seniors this year we had a couple girls uh, move out or not come back uh we're expected to have a at least we feel like we could have a pretty competitive team good we like how things have been going so far uh-huh. very competitive it's one of the most competitive groups we've had um practice has been great when, um, when you say competitive i'm assuming like you just said that that makes practice just a whole different level absolutely uh, you know i was talking with our head coach ben owens uh you know, he stressed with me uh to me early on in my coaching career is you gotta love practice more than the games. Absolutely. And I fell in love with that. Um, I'd much rather have practice every day throughout the season and play the games. You just around the girls, their families, you build those relationships. But then when they get on the court, I mean, for two hours every day, they they're working hard, they care about each other and just uh, wanting what's best for each other.
0: And I think that's what every every good coach probably says that because I know personally, if you like coaching, you're going to stay in it because of the practices. You know, personally, I... I, you know, I'm a nerd. I I love sitting down the the morning or night before practice and in setting a practice plan. Nothing frustrates me and I think the kids they finally start to realize this like when the kid doesn't show up or when they don't tell you they're not going to be there. Oh. I mean, you're talking about one kid like let's say all of a sudden they text you at one thirty saying that they're sick or that they have a doctor's appointment. It it literally throws a wrench in your entire practice plan and oh, um, absolutely. And, and us coaches we get we get so wrapped up in our practices that i think that's how you can really tell um if a program is where it needs to be is does that coach love game nights or practice and, and i'm the same way i i really do enjoy practices uh, more than that so as we get started it's what hard kind of, for a kid to love practice it is hard for a kid you know obviously because there's certain times of practice where you know they're probably tired of running any, the any saturday practice after turkey tip off <laughs> coach stein you know is going to go at least three hours <laughs>
1: oh, yeah well. we,
3: we just had practice this afternoon uh-huh. and you know they head off yesterday we had a decent practice, but it's just hard, it's hard to get them back a, on a Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I bet
0: that kids. You know, they probably took, got up at eleven, took a nap from twelve thirty to one thirty, <laughs> and they're like, "I got to go to practice." So, um, well, we're we're looking forward to seeing. Obviously, we see a lot of um, the women's side of the game with us traveling and usually playing before and after. But moving on, and we'll have Drew kind of step in here with West Side Talk. Um, Luke, could you tell us a little bit about uh, cross country, please? Yes, state championships
1: this weekend out at uh, Oak Hills Golf Center in Jefferson City. Is supposedly a pretty hilly course. Um West already raced there once. Um they had one state qualifier for the girls, freshman Lily Jackson. She finished fifth. So congrats to her on a state medalist as a freshman. That that's really sweet. Uh no no that's not even gonna be your main sport. I mean it's gonna be basketball.
0: That's right, really she's just one part. of those athletes. I overheard a conversation with her and her dad the other day. She had went to cross country practice and she had just went and watched the basketball team practice. And she was getting a little feisty with coach Jackson because he wasn't going to let her go to her kickboxing class. And she's one of those athletes that she's constantly wanting to become a better athlete and constantly wanting to do good things. And like coach Jackson said, he's like, man, I'm kind of, kind of worried about her though. She's one, you know, any other student would probably want to go home and chill. So she's going to be a good, a good athlete for St. Charles West. I think she's going to be one of those athletes if she stays healthy, that could carry the tradition on in, in the women's side of the game at St. Charles West for, you know, maybe maybe two to six years after she's gone, because people can talk about her story and they can talk about how she was a multi sport kid and how you can have success in something that's not maybe your your first pick. Um, she does it for the school, you know, she's, she's a great, great girl. And obviously this doesn't surprise me at all, uh, coming from the family that she's been brought up by. I mean, two awesome parents and it's just
3: cool. Great parents. Yeah. You know, my first year teaching in the district uh was Lily, I think she was in fourth grade uh huh. and that was my first year there at Harris elementary. And it's crazy to think that these kids are in high school now. That just means congratulations to her. Family's great. Like you said, just great family. All that means is we're getting old, man. I mean, I'm telling you right now it's bedtime
0: Approaching here and I, I don't see past nine thirty some nights um but moving on with the um, west side talk we are going to talk a little bit about the football game on Friday night um on Friday night the Warriors played Lutheran St. Charles big write-up in the paper on Thursday I'm not gonna lie to you I didn't even read it I was just told there was one in there all right <laughs> did you well did it kind of have that tone I was kind of told it had a tone like hey we're not gonna lose 55 nothing this year we're, we think we have a chance here is that kind of the tone of the yes, article it was they thought
1: they were gonna come in and spoil some spoil some um people's moods for West. And
0: it didn't work out. You know, it was one <laughs> of those games where um, watching it, you know, I, I had a several reasons why I wanted to watch it. One, you know, I wanted to see if Lutheran St. Charles if their freshmen and sophomores could do what I kind of talked about, could they be as good as West juniors and seniors? And it they weren't. On some plays, they were. Um, the quarterback play of, of Lutheran St. Charles with, obviously, freshman Aaron Coffey, who has plenty of, you know, his brother went to West, and it's kind of one of those stories where he's, he's a big quarterback. He's going to be really good. He's got a cannon. Um, but he was just, you could tell, a little overwhelmed. And they started to, to run the ball a little bit more, I think, in the second quarter. But I think the game kind of changed hands when, the Warriors went up 14-0, and with two minutes to go, about a minute, actually a minute and 45 seconds um, in the game, Lutheran ran two run plays, and they ran both out of bounds. And in my opinion, if they could have just you know, kind of gotten to the to halftime down 14-0, they were moving the ball, I think they would have done some good things. But the Warriors finished with 323 rushing yards. Um, obviously, Echel and Flint, both over 100 again. Um, Jamison Reese, even though he fumbled the first play of the game, which I've never seen him fumble the ball, made an outstanding catch from an outstanding throw from Clark later in the game uh, right there in front of Coach coach Hollander and i on the pylon um and the defense you know once again seven sacks stephen fraser big phrase with two it was good to see uh big phrase and big john back in the lineup again it was also i saw that they, they finally put them on the both side both on the same side the left side of the line which i wondered why they didn't do that earlier in the year because you stack those big suckers on the left side of the line and you run the ball that direction i mean you're going to have some success so Derek scruggs also two interceptions for scruggs had he's had a great year you know, I think he's. He plays that middle linebacker spot, doesn't he? Yes, I think so. So the Warriors, um, all the way around, you know, kind of stepped on on Lutheran Saint Charles's hopes here. But like I said, they're they're mainly freshmen and sophomores, so West they're only going to get better. Uh, West got the uh,
1: crazy good Trinity next, and Lutheran Saint Charles lost to Trinity by sixty. We beat Luther sixty. We lost. We beat Luther by thirty four. So you can see how transitive property
0: is. thinks a lot, Doctor Vocal, for tr- teaching me transitive property. Okay, so you can, you can use sports. You can use that equation, I guess you would call it, into yes. this into this factor. But but it's playoff time, so that does it count, is now. But, uh, I'm assuming this game's at Trinity, correct? It is at Trinity. Uh, On grass, Friday night, yes, grass. Okay, Friday night at Trinity. Trinity
1: actually, Dave, we're supposed to host their district semifinal game Friday night, and I got moved to O'Fallon Christian because their field was a mud pit. So is it not
3: going to be a mud pit
0: Friday? Hopefully, but it's going to be 40 degrees. So
1: what, okay. what a great opportunity,
3: best. though, for you guys. You get to play one of the top teams in the state and see where you, you match up. Yeah,
0: I think it's, you know, like I said, I I think it's one of those deals, too, where West does have old enough kids where I think they're going to be able to handle the experience. I don't think it's going to be something where all of a sudden it's 21 nothing the first five minutes because, you know, they're peeing down their leg and they have no idea what's <laughs> going on. I think they're going to be able to maintain that. I— you know, anytime you play Trinity, no matter if it's like I said, Trinity could beat Illinois. I think you know in a game, and I think it's one of those deals where it's an experience for our boys. Um, it would be an experience, you know, just as if the basketball team were to, you know, to play a Vishon or or something like that. Or if it's, We play Trinity, or if we play Trinity, yeah. And sometimes in basketball, they have they have really good teams they as have well. St- they have a great team this year. They do, they do. So, um, looking forward just to seeing kind of how that how that wraps up. Um, but like I said. It, at least they have a shot. At least they're the, they're the ones who have made it to get there, and um, and made it all the way to, to this particular game. So this kind of game also reminds me a little bit of Drew about your guys' district play in basketball. I don't know. If, I know Drew's listened to the show before, but we always talk about the red army that always <laughs> marches in. I've always wanted to ask you as as the girls' basketball coach at St. Charles High. What is it like um, every year when your girls know that that game is going to be played? And you guys, let's face it, I mean, for the last, I could be totally wrong about this, but I'm thinking the last seven to ten years, you guys have been a, pr- a pretty good basketball team to oh, where... Thank you. Um, I think most districts around the town, you probably would win those. Uh, how do you guys handle yeah,
3: that? Yeah, we don't talk about it much. Okay. We just go about our business. Uh, but it's, it's in the
1: back of your mind, isn't
3: it? It's in the back of a the coaches' minds for sure, you know. We go in and we set this culture where, you know, we'll play anybody, you mm-hmm. know, win or lose, you know you're gonna play us. So, you know, all we can ask for every night, doesn't matter who we play, is just, you know, play for each other, play as hard as you you know, hard as you can. Um, but you know, like I said, it's in the back of my mind, you know, you you do things each practice to prepare you for districts. Right. And I think, like you said, it's
0: it's probably in the back of the coaches' minds, but, I mean, if you're a 16-year-old girl, I'm pretty sure you're probably not – thinking december 15th like you're not thinking what's going to happen two and a half months from now when we go to district play i mean it's probably pretty easy to get that off there but i know it probably wears on the coaching staff and even as a head coach i know at times you want to say it's not about the victories or district titles but ben owen is going to be he's going to look back at this you know when he's sitting in his rocking chair someday and be like i probably should have had anywhere from i don't know five to seven more district
3: titles well but- yeah and we we won our district and i think it was, was it you was know, 2016 times are going fast right. um then we played Warrington, and then we ended up playing at Carnot to get out of the game to the Final Four, and then... I think you guys played that at Francis Howell, right? It was at Francis Howell. Yeah, because yeah, that's right before that's, we played That was Sean. the year that we, we went a little bit. Yeah, yeah, then the following year, they moved into our district. So it hasn't been too long, but yeah, you, know, you look forward to opportunity. You, know, right. you play one of the you know, nationally ranked teams, and right. Dan does a good job with those girls. He does. And it just, it's remarkable the amount of success they have had. It it is, and it's a it's one of those programs that'll probably be like that for a while. Um,
0: but at the same time, you know, we kind of talked about Coach Owen. Um, you know, Ben was actually one of my coaches. He I coached really, my yeah. AAU team back in the day when I was uh, Coach Faust and I were like seventeen years old. But can you talk a little bit about his approach to the game? Um, I, I think it's always been you know, I'm a St. Charles guy. You're a St. Charles guy. It's always been kind of rumored around that, you know, is Ben Owens ever going to get back in the boys game? Is he going to, um, you know, would he possibly, you know, take a boys position at other schools? And, and I think he's, he's obviously pretty locked in and he's had a, he's had a great career here, but oh, yeah. just talk to me a little bit about Ben and his approach and, um, just kind of his style of coaching and, and what is it like
3: coaching under him? Oh, uh, I've known Ben, uh, since my freshman or high school, he's my freshman football coach okay. at St. Charles. And then, um, Couple years after I graduated, uh, I talked to Coach Wacker, the former boys' coach at St. Right. Charles, Hall of Famer, and uh, Ben was on his staff, and we ended up coaching JV first time together. Um, without Coach Wacker, Coach Owens, uh, I'm not sitting here. Right. Um, I've learned so much for those two. You know, Ben is, uh, and Ben would be the first to tell you he's a, he's an intense coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he demands out a lot about his players and his coaches, but I don't think you'll find. St- any coach that loves and cares about his players more.
0: I think that's what that's what comes off with me. It seems like whenever I watch him and I hear him speak, and I I've had the opportunity a couple of times to watch him practice. and I don't know what I was doing one day. I was at high
3: for something and watched him. I, I feel like he really does um, care for his players. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, people have asked us. You know, you've been fairly successful, and they're like, "How do you how do you get it?" Well, you got to have good good athletes, right? But. You, the kids got to know you care about them. Right. And you know, that you would run through brick walls for the, your players. And I think he does a good job with that. And fundamentally he is attention to detail. Um, it's kind of an eye open experience for some of the girls. Cause you know, they're, they're not used to it, but you know, if you're off by a foot right. and you're supposed to be over here, he corrects it, which is, which is what you want as a player. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, what, what a great guy, great coach. Um, I can't say enough about the guy.
0: That's awesome. I think, uh, you know, all of us sitting at this table, I mean... You know, even Lou would tell you that there's probably certain people in his life that have you know made him the young man that he is. And I think you and I sitting here, we've you know had the ability to be around St. Charles at a really yeah. good time where we've had some extremely good coaches. You know, um, to just even if you're not on their staff, you know, I've watched Ben and I've watched Coach Foster and you know, and I've had the experience obviously with Coach Hollander and Coach Bosher and Coach Strauss and all these guys yeah. that you just kind of watch. Absolutely. And um, I think none of us are here without them. So. Yeah. Uh, moving on just a little bit um, I would like for us to kind of pause and just talk a little bit about some uh, college football and Lou why don't you take us into uh, I know you're going to talk about the Mizzou game and some other games I think you're going to talk about uh, Notre Dame maybe even a little bit Alabama
1: yeah um, Mizzou that uh, they needed a win pretty bad and could have
0: this game could have easily been the last one for Barry Odom. I said that. I said if he loses, I I, I said to myself while I was at JJ Twiggs, if he loses this game, he might be gone. So that was
3: that was a good win. Yeah, for him. on
1: the road against number eleven Florida, I think, and Mizzou dominated them. Thirty It was a, it was
3: incredible. I it caught was. the end of that, and I'm just like. The team could easily have only two losses this year.
0: Yeah, and I, that's why I don't, it's fr—it's not frustrating, I don't know, it's just Mizzou. you know? puzzling, yeah. It's very, puzzling is a good word. You know, you look at it and you just watch them kick the crap out of Florida yesterday and you're like, <laughs> I don't understand. And then, you know, even you go back to the Purdue game on the road, when they won that one at the time, everybody's like, oh, they only won by this, but then Purdue goes, and yeah. I mean, they're they're darn good this year, and then it's just those couple little hiccups, that just ah the kentucky game still is all brutal Ugh. yes it was it, it was such a mizzou thing to
1: happen it was as coach sire would say.
0: you are right yes
1: um and then yeah alabama beating lsu on the road 29-0s very hyped up game top three matchup and alabama just being alabama
0: you know it was me i think on the second week of the show i i was kind of on this rant about how i think alabama's bad for college football and today i'm i'm going through the twitter and it there's a lot of people out there that are now saying, you know, is, is Nick Saban and Alabama really good for the college game? Because if LSU can't score a darn point at home, I mean, what LSU is – LSU doesn't have that good – I don't care, – care. well, well uh, what team is – I mean, do I really now – I mean, finally I'm out of the Rotating 8 tournament we played in every year so I can actually watch the game. <laughs> and I'm not saying I got out of the tournament because I missed the national championship game every year, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, I can finally watch it, and it's, it's going to be – who wants to play them? I don't think anybody – you know.
3: It's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's what, what they can do,
0: and I and the defense is just is remarkable. And um, I don't know. I, I I would love to be a like the fifth string quarterback in Alabama though. Like I'd have to do. Anything, yeah, just practice squad. Just practice squad it up, and and just kind of like watch and observe because well, you would still play against the FCS cupcake they played before Auburn, one, which would be fine. That's okay. I mean, that I can get a couple snaps in, but I want to hey. be able to put on my resume that I played
3: at Alabama. And you'll you'll have four rings when you when yeah. you graduate. And then when I graduate, I just
0: do whatever I want because I went to Alabama. <laughs> yeah,
3: you know what uh, else we got? Other games? Two more
0: games. Uh, big one:
1: uh, West Virginia and Texas. West Virginia coming from behind. Going for two, down by one after scoring a touchdown, down by one. Will Greer, West Virginia's quarterback, who I think has now inserted himself into the Heisman conversation. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. scored a very risky two point conversion, and West Virginia took care of that game. Will Greer, that he's redeemed himself, I think,
0: now for his past mistakes at Florida. What a, <laughs> what
3: a name though. It, I mean, if you said quarterback for West Virginia, I'd be like Will Greer. Didn't did Tom Herman? He got up. Did he get upset with? Greer, after he scored the touchdown or something, Tom Herman gets he upset like, every week. Well, I guess he was uh, he was show- showboating, show-boating a bit. and it just I was like, it's the same guy who called out Drew Locke last year, wasn't he going was down, down by t- his belt? He was doing like the backpack, yeah, thing, put on like his backpack. mocking him. It's like incredible, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't,
0: I don't know, you know, we talked a little bit about him last week. He's just always seems to kind of be in the midst of some <laughs> things. Um, any yeah. other any other games? Did we talk Notre Dame yet? Yeah, Notre Dame beat
1: Northwestern 31-21. Northwestern uh, is a sneaky, tough environment to play in, but it also helps when you have half the stadium of, with your own fans. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and Notre Dame and Northwestern was a good game, and Notre Dame sealed it up 31-21, and their chances are alive as of right now. They have Florida State next week. Oh, that I should be know. a flow Florida well, State. It's, I mean, it's, it's still Florida State.
0: I don't care. I think it's. I. I think it's other guys playing in those uniforms this year because they. They look.
3: They look bad. They don't. I mean, their program. It just looks like a different program. I don't even know. I mean, how do you go from top five nationally ranked for? Who knows who's how long? their coach? I have no idea who the coach I, is. I don't. know. I think it's an alum. I forget his name though.
0: That see that's bad. Yeah. I mean, three guys. Are, I mean, I grew up. That's my that was my team. Yeah, I mean they were West colors. They had the Tomahawk chop and <laughs> Willie Taggart. Willie course. Taggart. Willie Taggart. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, about it. So that's okay. So well, he might he might be tagging himself out of a job um, <laughs> okay. sooner than later. So what about what about the old um, old hockey? T- tell me about the Blues. I, I hear a well, sigh coming out of your mouth over there. They they won on Thursday,
1: five to three over Vegas. Had fourth liner Oscar Sundquist score two goals.
0: Mm, so Sundquist. He, it sounds like a soda. Sundquist.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. And. Uh, it was the first game back for Robbie Fabry. He missed all of last year after tearing his ACL again. He tore it in the 16-17 season, then tore it in the preseason. So he missed all of last year. And then we played Minnesota Wild last night. You're not even halfway into the game. We're already down 2-0.
0: And uh, finals
3: 5-1. 5-1. Was it goaltending again, or what? What Defense. The Defense, defense was terrible. Some Jake Allen was left out to dry. There's, You know what bothers me about the Blues? Oh, There's so much talent but then afterwards they have a game like they did last night and it's the same routine the same post game speech well we just weren't ready to go well how do you get ready to go yeah you're I, professional hockey players
0: i feel like this kind of been going on in st louis with the blues for many years now you know it's like the, i think they have good players absolutely i, I mean yeah. i i watch enough hockey and I know enough, I know enough about it they have good players it's like i just feel like they're a group of guys that do they party too much? Do they I mean it's, I feel like it's just such topsy-turvy. I know, player,
1: I know there's players in the Cardinals that party more.
0: Well, mm-hmm. you just have that fetish with Ozuna and um. If you ever watch Facebook, if you ever watch Instagram live of some of those guys, Martinez, <laughs> <and> Carlos <laughs> is a wreck. Um, but I just wonder if maybe it's, you know, are, are the blues just two you know, a bunch of young guys that they just kind of, I don't know. It's, it's I don't just... think
1: Petrangelo gets any sleep From what I hear he has baby triplets. So,
3: oh, well maybe that's the problem. Maybe they have two... yeah, He he's absolutely struggled. It's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of
0: hard to watch, but it is hockey and you know, it's a long season, but at the same time, it's. It's just frustrating. Here's a question
1: for you: Is hockey not as fun to watch as it was in the past, with the least,
0: with less amount of fights and stuff? Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I grew up from the ages of 11 to 15. I was a huge Blues fan, and that was Brett Hall. That was Adam Oates. That was, you know, there was all kinds of, you know, Twister and Chaser, and like you said. But you're right, Lou. I mean, I'm watching the game the other night, and I'm, I'm keep telling my son. I was kind of into it. I'm like, man, I, hope, I wonder if there's going to be a fight. And I'm thinking to myself, there's not going to be a fight. Wow. I mean, it's just not, not going to happen. Last so, time
1: I went to a Blues game, there was a fight to start off the game.
0: I mean, some, you know, sometimes I, I do think, Lou, you might be right, I, I don't think it's as fun to watch as it, as it used to be, but um, at the same time, it's hockey so it kind of reminds me of soccer so sometimes i get a little frustrated if they don't score a lot of goals or it's like you know they score three goals and all three of them are total accidents because they hit off eight skates (laughs) and a stick and it's like oh so in the elbow um we're going to go ahead and and move on um to to another part of our show here where i'm going to go ahead and ask drew some questions but the the back half of our show here in and drew tonight is sponsored by justin state justin and state farm agency they're a proud sponsor of the chuck and lou podcast like a good neighbor, Justin Faust Agency is there to help you and your family with all your insurance needs. If you want to contact Justin, contact him at justin@myagentstl.com. At and I know today Coach uh, Coach Faust was was working on uh, his house. I, I saw they're, that. They're getting ready to, to sell their house and doing a bunch of work. And thank goodness that my old neighbor across the street is real handy, my old house, Nathan, and he's doing a bunch of work for him. Um, one of our players, his son Braden, got... <laughs> knocked I saw, yesterday in practice I saw, was
3: that picture i saw on twitter or oh Facebook my God. Or something?
0: and you know you think about like okay what was i guarantee that when people saw that on twitter of Braden's eye that was spelled up they're thinking what drill was stein doing you know what was what was chuck doing was it <laughs> was it the pink panty drill was it you know i mean what was That's he so doing weird. and i swear it was we were working I, I ran out of things to do because i have like four dudes at practice that are going to be playing and i'm like well, you know, we had the whole <laughs> program there, and I'm like, well, let's just go over our press. And, and we haven't had a guy in the back. we got this new kid named Austin, and we, we haven't had guys in the back of our press that have been under 250 pounds in many years. Yeah. So we never have the back guys come up and make any plays, and it was just simple. It was, you know, Braden had the middle, and Austin wanted to come up and make a steal. First, I mean, first time we're
1: down of. the floor, too.
0: Yes, I mean, and next thing you know, a, a – to, some teeth right to an eye and it was like you know because oh. he's about 6'4 and Braden's about 5'11 and it was just perfect and and Braden just rolling around and he goes I think I need a break um <laughs> and then Austin's playing with his teeth but two good kids and yeah, like I said you know <laughs> laughing about it later and um so so Braden I can't wait to see what he looks like tomorrow but uh, welcome, I'll welcome to the big boys spot. I'm sure you will he probably won't see you because that eye is gonna be swollen <laughs> shut he's, he's like what the heck yesterday's like what the heck am I looking at oh man so <laughs> As we continue here with Drew, I got a couple more questions for him. Um, you know, we talked about the Lady Pirates, and obviously he's he's obviously real involved there. And um, I would like to talk just a little bit about one individual over there, Charlie Meeker.
3: He's legend. A, he's just a legend, He's isn't a legend. He?
0: Um, what is he, as far as, what does he, is he still teaching over there? He is. And what does he teach? Um, he's in the social studies department. Okay, and he's been there more than 30 years now, right? Or close, it's, or? It's got to be close to it, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I... I I say that name just because he's kind of a one one of a kind guy and you know, I've known him since I was probably six or seven and saying, you know, Hey Pat, you know, and at the same time though, what a respectful guy. Like I see him on the basketball bench. He's getting water for the guys. Like, I just feel like he's one of those guys. He's, he's a pirate junkie, but is that, how is he perceived over
3: there at St. Charles? Oh, everyone loves him. Um, he's actually been hit or miss at school. He had some surgery on his foot at Mm -hmm. the beginning of school year, but, uh, I think he just got his boot off for that, but everyone loves Charlie. Um, just like you said, what a great guy, right? You know he's involved in everything. You know he's part of the softball team for many years, boys basketball team and baseball program. I mean, I believe the guys made four or five trips to the final four. So yeah. he's he's he, had some uh, some good runs. He's
0: done well, and I, I wrote his name down here in my notes just because I, you know, he's one of those guys you always see, and and I wish the best for him, and I think he's going to be one of those guys. He actually, I saw him one time like two months ago at Best Buy. And we were buying yeah. TVs, and we we're both like looking at them all, you know. And he just looked at me. He's like, "You got to go with this one right here. I know you want it." Like he's, you know, coach mentality, trying to talk me into what TV I'm going to buy. And I'm looking at him, thinking, "I think your pockets are a little deeper than mine because
3: I'm, I can't afford that one." But his sports uh, knowledge is it pretty it's, much? It's just incredible. Is it just St. Charles,
0: or is no it, anything?
3: So pretty much like Rain Man, it, it, mostly mostly college basketball. Really, it's that's his. We went on about probably four years ago. He's from Iowa, uh-huh. and we went to a Hawkeye game, and they played Purdue, and the whole way up he was just quizzing me. Just quizzing on everything. Yeah, he loves his Hawkeyes. That's, so he's a Hawkeye fan. Yeah.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. That's, that's yeah. cool. That's a cool tidbit to uh, to know. Have you seen, um, and you don't have to give me a scouting report or anything, but have you seen the boys, the uh, Pirates, in action at all in practice, and how do they look?
3: Very rarely. Uh, I talked to Coach Foster Um he seems optimistic. Yeah. Um. You got guys like Cameron and Braden kind of leading the way for them coming back. Right. Um. Just two good kids. Mm-hmm. Great families. Uh. Basketball. Basketball blood. Right. You know. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. I think that's you know when you look at obviously as a coach on the the other side of town you're going to be looking at you know what they have because you play them twice and you know this year I I think if if things go our way and, and we have a lot of things that need to go our way here, um, for many different reasons, as far as many different, reasons, uh, many different reasons that we won't really talk too much about, but Uh-oh. we gotta, we gotta, no, talk about we it. gotta make sure. Well, and obviously one of them is here, you know, we do play them and we, we probably won't have hardly any practices under our belt, but just the whole season, um, I think them and us, I think we'll have a chance to, to kind of fight it out for the, for the, you know, for the crown of the district. And I think, Um, At least for me, the conference. I mean, that's what I mean in the conference, and that's kind of our goal every year is to to see where we can be in conference play with about. You know, two or three games yeah. left, and and I think hopefully, uh, I think we're gonna have some good basketball in St. Charles this I think year. So yeah,
3: it's it's crazy that first game of the year. I mean, if you're not prepared, you know, that can cost you a conference championship. Right well, and that's the...
0: that's the thing, you know. And I, to be honest, I don't think a whole lot about it because it's so early in the year. But you yeah. think you think back to it, yeah, when absolutely. you get later in the year and you're like, man, I wish I could have had that one back because usually. You know, most of those games, no matter what type of team yeah. you have, they, they yeah. end up, on on the boys' side for the most part, they end up being, you know, with... I don't think there's been a year in the last 10 years where, you know, the game's been a 20-point blowout. I mean, they're yeah, always... They're it, always competitive. They're, they're always pretty competitive, it's, and um, it seems like... It, Even though we were down by 16 at halftime last year. And we did, and we got it within four, I think, or so. But got it but two. That's my That's my worry this year is just, you know, how are we going to start the year? Because at St. Charles West, we usually... Play Saint Charles High, and we take like two weeks off. And this year, we're going to play yeah. um, that Tuesday night before Thanksgiving, and then we're going to play actually about I think we're going to play seven games in like the first two and a half weeks. That's, we're, we're, that's our schedule's that's turned kind around, kind of
3: like our schedule. So
0: I, I do like playing the games early, but obviously going in here with without a full squad again for another week that that we're going to be tested those first six or seven games because yeah. um, you know then you take your practice time out because now you're playing and games. And we all know that. And I've had I've talked with Chuck about this kind of. a, a
1: a Lou rant is that St. Charles West sports first game of the year, kind of just like how it was last year. We come out and at halftime we're kicking ourselves in the head
0: because they we come out. And Lou talks energy. about how at St. Charles West over the last couple of years we come out a little slow, yes, we're ragged across the board. So hopefully, um, you know, like I said, we're kind of obviously have Drew over here just to kind of have a another body on set that knows a lot about St. Charles sports, but also to kind of start talking about the upcoming season and it's only a, a couple weeks away and. It's- coming fast it comes real fast yeah, it's you know and um we hope that you know i was kind of talking about it before we really hope that the people in st charles that they get an opportunity to understand that this might be it
3: you know i don't know have you heard anything well yeah and i kept hearing that and i i looked on the Misha calendar and i was like i they are they pushing back the season again
0: that's what from what i hear is that it's more of the fact that they're going to be pushing pushing the season back. So yeah. And unless... I heard,
3: yeah, if any game's not over, like, 50 years, they're not going to let you play before Thanksgiving. I don't I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, I mean.
0: You know, I think five years ago, I probably would have been up in arms about this. Like, oh, my gosh, they're taking this game away. I Yeah, I, I would too. I do hope that they would be able to continue to do this because it's such a great tradition, but I just hope – just kind of, I hope they're smart about when they schedule it in the future. If it can't be then, like my personal opinion would be, you know, right before Christmas. Uh, I think the whole point of this game, not whole point, but I think a big percentage of this game is for all the alumni yeah, that come I, back. I would agree with that. You know, uh, and I, I just wish that. We could still play the game if it can't happen. Maybe at a situation where all the college kids are back, so we can just say, "Hey, it's it's not the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but it's the it's four days before Christmas." Yeah, you know, I, yeah. should have still been the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So, well, that was a whole <laughs> other deal. That's the same thing. I was up in arms about that, and I think we yeah, both, I was, we both I was, were. I was
3: too. And um, I just and it wasn't, you know, that how when did we switch that? How, I see it's gone. It's got. It, I want to say four years ago. It was four years. And then before that, didn't we play at Linwood for a year or two? Which was the worst. That I could. I was just like, that's what, that's what, in my opinion, that game played at Linenwood, and, and it just it lost a little of its luster. You I know, agree. You, you, I love playing at your place to start the year. It's it's so loud, uh-huh. everyone's on top. You know, it's just right. It's incredible, and you know, if they do move it, it would it would be bad for the community.
0: I think so too. I, I,
3: but who knows what's going to happen? But yeah. it, like you said, if they move it. I hope it's not like on a Tuesday, after, you know, Tuesday night. And yeah, we don't need a Tuesday night, and you know, we don't need January
0: sixteenth. You know, well, it's January eighteenth this year. <laughs> this year, okay. The second, okay. Game. This the second, second game, game is yeah. always a Friday night and gets packed anyways. Yeah. Um. But you would like for that first matchup just to somehow, if if they can figure it out, like I said, and like we said, to still have that hype of of having the kids back. And not, I don't know when that is, but I think yeah, maybe that Christmas early. You know, before like the twenty first or twenty second. I remember chaos.
1: last year in the Turkey Tip-off game. I'm, I was sitting on the bench for the JV game doing the book and it's so it, when Drew says it's loud in West Gym for Turkey Tip-off, that does not compare to how loud it is in St. Charles High's gym for that cuz I couldn't even hear myself screaming at the players during the JV boys game.
0: I think it's just I, kind of who you are. Yeah. You know, I think at different times I think both both gyms are are great atmospheres. Yeah. Um you know, at West, you get a little bit different because at West you're gonna have more of a pit like atmosphere because mm-hmm. the bleachers go down on the main, you know, on the ends. And at High, it, it does seem to get pretty loud. Have you guys gotten a new um, audio? Oh yeah. Okay. Because oh, yeah. that poor guy who does the lineups.
3: No, we did. Uh, we we're so thankful for that that with the video board that yeah. you guys got as well. It's just. We painted the gym. It's not yellow. I saw it that that. happened last year, two years ago. It looks good, but yeah, it, it looks like it's the home of the pirates. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but both gyms are both gyms <laughs> no. are nice. I do think I do wish that St. Charles West
0: would look into getting a little bit more of a better audio system too. And um, you know, and Terry Eddie, I, I am gonna get with you, and, and we're gonna get a new a new sounds because you're <laughs> the same MP3 player at tournaments that the same music. We have to spice up our music a little bit too. So um, we could get a little louder on that end, because you know, obviously. Good sound system makes the place even better. But we're looking forward to that. Um, and I don't know. What what else we got tonight? I was going to mention there was a couple high school football scores. Yeah, we haven't talked you. about. Um, this is a very important time of, of high school
1: football. So why don't you. Um, yeah, district semis. Uh, big one in class six at the Smet. They played Pattonville.
0: What was the outcome of that?
1: The Smet won 35-7. Pattonville went up 7-0 very early in the game. Uh-huh. And the Smet scored 35 unanswered. That sets up a showdown in the CBC for a class six district one championship. This time it is at C B C compared in the regular season, it was at the Smet. Doesn't make that much of a difference since they're only about two miles away. What's the score gonna be? C B C will smoke the SMET. Again. I didn't
0: say what they were gonna do. What's the score? Um, like forty nine, fourteen. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking probably like forty five or forty you know, forty five ish to to the high teens possibly. CVC
1: beat Hazelwood West, sixty nine eight. Then again, it was Hazelwood West. So right. Another big one in St. Louis County, the Kirkwood and Eureka. Eureka won the regular season matchup. Forty-two twenty-eight. Kirkwood came in this time. They won 25-14. It a big win for Kirkwood. I think they, they have to go down to Joplin for the district championship.
3: They played Joplin High School? Yes. That's, Joplin's that big? Oh, well, Joplin's, I think, they're the top 10 biggest really? school in the area. Wow. Yeah. That's
0: kind of a, I mean, that's rough, though. You know, you have to get the student body all the way down there. That's another point. And that, that's for
3: district championship? District championship. is oh,
1: wow. AK, A.K. State quarterfinals and class Yeah, stuff. It's,
3: it's crazy how they do that with football. It's, it's just, it's hard to it's figure hard, out. I get it's hard with, you know for districts and stuff geographically but right. it's like th- there's gotta be a different way where you're not traveling like why would those teams meet Like, why that's the stuff that like I well I, let's talk about our basketball
0: district real uh, quick yeah I mean you, you think about our basketball district the last couple of years it's like you, you know, got all
1: these yeah us St. Charles High Fort Dumont East and then McClure Jennings yeah Riverview and and
0: then you know all of a sudden
3: it's just it's a weird it's, it's, deal yeah and like, it'd be interesting like we talked earlier is how they're gonna break it up for this year Um how do you think that's gonna work Honestly, I have no idea. I like, I, because when you take your senior classes out of your enrollments, you're not counting them, I believe. Uh huh. Some of those are some pretty big classes. And if you don't have a big freshman class, there's like, if you're on a board, you might be dropping a class. Right. And uh, I was talking to uh, Coach Sodeman out of uh-huh. Liberty High School. Right. The other day. And he was telling me Vishon's enrollment's really low. And I'm like, in the past, I was like, "That's a class three school," but see, it just depends on how many teams they want, right? And like we said earlier, geographically, what works. So, and geographically, sometimes
0: I think they just pull teams out of a hat. You know, it just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense sometimes. I, but I
1: would not be surprised they did that. The morning districts are like, "Oh, we need to, <laughs> we need to pull our, dist- we need to pull out of a hat for host and." <laughs> To fill some teams, I,
3: I am all up for if we're still in the same district every year, just us to rotate and host. And I love that.
1: Yeah, that would be fine with me. I, I yeah. like that too. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I'm sorry, these. that just wasn't a good spot last year.
3: You didn't? Why didn't you like? Why didn't you like it?
0: They're they're just not good know. popcorn. Or oh yeah, the popcorn was terrible. Was of course, it? yeah. What's your best <laughs> consent? What's your favorite concession stand, Lou, around town? Do you have one? I mean, probably the highest, to Be honest. Yeah, they got a pretty good one, don't they? Yeah, yeah.
1: Shen yeah. oh, nice. popcorn. I've, sworn myself never to eat again
0: really and yes. coach turner's like the soccer coach there's like a popcorn like guru like he rates the, yeah, he the popcorn yeah and he, yeah. They, they don't even have popcorn that's worth a darn at his own concession stand well let's put it this way I might have just
1: because i played in a couple douche and cyc tournaments and had some popcorn afterwards and maybe my taste buds weren't <laughs> okay weren't accustomed yet <laughs> uh anyway to finish up the high school football talk um uh, MICDS and Parkway North was a big game on Saturday. It's actually streamed on 101ESPN.com, got to watch some of it. Uh, MICDS won 21-18, and uh, two big things came out of that. One, that was Coach Bob Button's last game at Parkway North. Um, and then after that, apparently a fight started between the coaches. I'm not allowed to comment on that because of people I know involved in that.
0: Well, and I heard that one of the assistant ADs, Marshall Newman, who's a good buddy of mine, yeah, he, I know he, got, Marshall. He, got, he got socked. That's what I heard. Hopefully not. I mean, right what
3: a what a terrible way for Mountain his last yeah. game. It's like that's what he's gonna. Obviously, he won't just remember that. But your last game and that happens. You I, think, I you know obviously we weren't there. I don't know what right. happened, but it just you, you envision a guy it. like yeah.
0: tipping his cap on the way out. Next yeah. thing you know, he's
3: tackling his. You know what, did you, what was the was it a junior college coach who just retired. Goes up to the official. Did you guys hear the story? I saw. It, I just saw it an hour ago. And he, he just stopped the game. He goes. He goes to the sideline official. He goes. Hey, I know I'm out of out, out of, time of timeouts. Outs. I'm yeah. going to call a legal timeout. And he goes. I don't care because I'm retiring. Yeah. So he calls the timeout, hugs his players, he walks off, and goes to his car. I and saw that. Or something. I, I said, saw that. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> I think I
0: saw it about an hour before the show started tonight. I saw that, and I was like, yeah, he went. Chris Weber, no timeouts. No. And then he said, I don't care. And then he told his team he was done. And he told the officials he was done. And then he just walked off. You know, sometimes I guess when you know it's time, you know, I'm (laughs) out of here, I'm done. Um, But like I said, it's um, a great, great time in sports in St. Charles. We have obviously St. Charles West doing some pretty big things right now and then we have basketball season that's getting ready to uh, to start up and i would like to once again thanks you know thank you to drew for coming over hey, thanks just, for having me just an awesome deal we're obviously you know we do this because we want it to be um saint charles west start laden but we want it to be a saint charles thing and i think we try to do a good job of of mixing not only saint charles but duchenne and saint charles west and a little bit of orchard farm and then we we obviously try to expand a little bit to let everybody know what's going on um in sports in general so as we um leave tonight uh next week we hope to be back on again on sunday or monday night and hopefully this time uh next week we have a knock on wood a a state champion soccer team yeah good luck and um thanks and then and hopefully uh the football team wins again and if not i guess the worst case scenario is we have our first official basketball practice possibly uh (laughs) next monday so looking forward to that drew thanks again appreciate Um, it Thanks to Iggy back in the back, and my brother-in-law, Keith Mangles, for doing another great job, and um, this is Chuck, and...